Welcome, you're listening to Dirk's Tiny Podcast, the podcast where I, Dirk, talk about things that matter to me in 10 minutes or less. Things that matter to me, well, very top of the list, of course, is COVID. I'm tired of it. Everyone is tired of it. I want to go to a restaurant and order a steak medium rare and enjoy the experience of eating outdoors. I want to go to a museum and watch the exhibition of some obscure artist. I want to go to a concert. Well, I could go on and on and on. But uh, yeah, the truth of the matter is, if you feel like, oh, I haven't heard from Dirk in three months or so, this is my reason. I apologize. And it leads me to an observation. You see, I have this little crawler running here that I kick off once a month to see what's new out there in the podosphere. I collect data about podcasts that started, podcasts that wound down, podcasts that released new episodes. And in the beginning of this corona nightmare, we've seen like a jump in numbers. A ton of podcasts joined this year, a ton of podcasts started publishing. Everyone and her brother had the idea of kicking off a podcast, it seems. Now, apparently, this died down fairly quickly. It only lasted for the first wave of lockdowns. And most people, as you might imagine, then discovered, oh, well, it's a hell lot of work to come up with content every week or so, or bi-weekly, or whatever the rhythm may have been. And so they started ghosting us. I promise you, Dirk's Tiny Podcast is none of those. I will continue publishing every once in a while. But this is what happened to those COVID-induced podcasts. But what followed the first wave of COVID podcasts was the second wave of COVID podcasts. Since podcasting is a thing now and we are all working from home and home consumption sounds like a logical thing to happen, people think there is business to be made. And so all those starters that in the first wave created their own podcast show to, well, learn how to podcast and have some fun with it, now felt like, oh gosh, it's so much easier to explain others how to podcast now that I became such an expert in it. And so they kicked off their podcasts about podcasting shows and explain what microphone to use, where to register your podcast and all these things. Don't get me wrong. In the end, Dirk's Tiny Podcast is doing exactly the same thing, right? I produce this show to guide you into your journey as a aspiring podcaster. But here are things you will never hear from me. This is the microphone you need to buy in order to sound professional. Or how about... 10 growth hacks to grow your audience in a month to 30,000 downloads. Oh, this one seemed to be all over the web. What is it about 30,000 downloads, by the way? And what does it mean, actually? 30,000 per episode? 30,000 per show? 30,000 after a month? During a month? On the first day of the month? In the end, I think it's very telling that those, in air quotes, growth hacking tips always share the same 10 to 15 tips. And in the end, you can boil them down to the same core principles. Number one, do your homework. These listicles typically list for three or five elements, basically the core job to produce a podcast to start with. Like, hey, buy a proper microphone. Or as I would add, go closer to a microphone. Even your mobile can produce proper audio quality if you get close enough to it. Or the other way around. The most expensive microphone sounds crappy if you record in a bathroom three feet away. Anyway, so the first block is basically always do your homework with tips like, have you considered hanging a cloth behind you? And here's, by the way, that Amazon affiliate link that points you to the microphone I'm using. The rest of the articles usually 
is stuff that you could think about if you just think for more than five minutes. Stuff like, hey, you should know what you talk about and to whom. Or stuff like, how about you appear as a guest on other podcasts to promote your podcast. Or how about I invite guests to my show that have an existing following of their own and may cross-promote. These kind of things are not hard to think about and they are sold as hacks. And the final piece is paid promotion. And then you can read that Facebook ads and Twitter ads work incredibly well alongside Google ads. And honestly, I tried quite a bit of paid promotion. And here's the truth. If people find you on Facebook, they are not likely to just jump to your podcast. The same is true on Instagram or on Twitter for that matter. I paid promotions to experiment with paid traffic. And what I discovered is, yes, you can drive traffic to your web page, but no, they will not translate necessarily in listeners. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people that really start listening or even subscribing to your show that way. And that is just way too expensive. For the kind of budget you will have as a private person, that actually is not feasible. And if you're a business person and you pay a significant amount of money, and by a significant I mean like several thousands to ten thousand of dollars, you may see a bump, but actually it's still quite expensive to acquire audience like that. But if you insist, here tip, link to the iTunes podcast page instead of your web page. I know it's weird, but actually you want people to subscribe right away. You don't want to make them understand your web page first and then click to a subscribe page and then subscribe. Or worst case, memorize the name of your show to enter the name in the search field of their own podcatcher so they find you there and then subscribe. That makes it very, 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 extremely, very unlikely that they actually end up subscribing. What you want to do is you want to send the iPhone users to the Apple directory and the Android users to the Google podcast directory and subscribe right there. If there is a chance of conversion, then this is your best shot. The next tip that often comes is, hey, create an email list. That way you can promote content to your subscribers through that email list and it makes it more likely that people end up subscribing to your podcast. Not gonna lie, email marketing seemed to work to some extent. However, that means you need to enjoy writing emails and you need to do it well. Most people unsubscribe or drop you in the spam folder in the blink of an eye if the content you push through your mailing list is not interesting enough. Last and final tip, and that actually does work, at least in my tests, is you pay promotion for platforms that are audio only. The options I found most affordable are Overcast and Podcast Addict. In those platforms, you can book ads that show directly in the podcatcher. And the advantage is obvious. People seeing your ad are already in the podcatcher. They are already listening to content and the moment they tap on your ad, they actually know they tap on a link to a podcast. They know what to do with it. They know how to subscribe and they are probably interested by whatever you wrote in that ad. So the likelihood of winning a new listener is very high or very high compared to the other option that is. Anyhow, I think I probably gave you like 90% of the tips that exist out there. There aren't any more. There is no secret bullet. The only thing that you can do is putting out interesting, solid content on a regular basis and have patience. 
audiences build over time. They don't build overnight. You cannot buy your way to an instant success unless you have a lot of money. So I suggest ignore all those articles and start producing interesting content. And then don't be shy. Let your friends know. Let me know. I'm happy to listen in. I'm happy to reshare. Bye.